0: Welcome to the first episode of Loot Live. I'm Carlo and joining me is Bruno. Yo. And we're re-recording this intro because the first one sucked. Uh, We're here as members of the lootleague.com team and we're going to discuss some esports and gaming news today. Enjoy! Bruno, you wanted to talk about the recent announcement Valve made about handling majors, minors and their prize balls.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about. Basically, it all started with uh, Toby's concerns about a month ago. Toby one, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, to summarize, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote him a bit. All tournaments are eclipsed by Valve tournaments. Crowdfunding is now exclusive to Valve tournaments. Workshop artists are expressing issues, if not leaving the community. Majors are done by contractors and not by people who are building sustainable Dota communities outside of the majors. So the the biggest issue there was uh, you couldn't really work and earn earn good money in dota if you uh weren't working on valve events and they valve actually responded to that like a week or two after uh, that's pretty quick for them yeah where where they introduced <laughs> where they introduced <laughs> majors i mean not majors but more majors and mm-hmm. additional smaller tournaments called my mi- i think yeah majors uh, must have a minimum prize pool of 500k usd and will receive an additional 500k towards the prize pool from Valve. Miners must have a minimum prize pool of 150k and will receive an additional 150k uh, by Valve.
0: Yeah, so what I see in their post there is that they're taking the situation seriously. They want to grow the uh, esports Dota community and decided to help out those tournaments by doubling their minimum prize pool. Yeah. But they also haven't really done anything about uh, content creators especially uh like workshop artists and uh, item designers and they seem to be completely removing the possibility of uh, tournaments making their own compendiums which could have potentially brought in more than 500k of a prize pool actually likely would have for majors
1: definitely if if a compendium compendium was very well done had amazing items in it had uh, some sort of an engagement with the player base mm-hmm. then i like a battle I'd, pass yeah yeah i think like an esl tournament could reach 10 million easily with crowdfunding
0: mm-hmm. um, especially as the scene grew and more people got into it yeah
1: it... yeah basically removing the crowdfunding aspect and uh the they're not really supporting our workshop artists at all uh if i remember correctly and uh correct me if i'm wrong um workshop artists earn like 50 percent less than than they did uh, like three years ago yeah, i think I- so yeah which is kind of terrible because they can't really sustain themselves anymore mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure how Valve is going to handle that i mean they did handle the tournaments thingy correctly i think i hope so at least uh because the cyborg mats list has a lot of different organizers like Starletter, PGL, ESL, Perfect World, DreamHack, Mars TV, BTS, uh, GESC. I have no idea who those are. And Epicenter. I think I covered all of them. And the prize pools are fine, uh, going between 300k and one and a half million.
0: Yeah. Well. It's kind of interesting to hear Perfect World in that group, because like Beyond the Summit and pretty much everyone else I've heard of, really handle their tournaments well. Yeah, like they, they... Beyond the
1: Summit, definitely. I'm not, sh- I'm not sh- <clears throat> sure about the others. I think Epicenter had some issues in the past, but the 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 last one was okay, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, Perfect World had a really massive hitch. It's, it's probably the biggest, uh, uh, well, not including DotaPit, too. To be fair, China China is a a mess. (laughs) Okay.
1: I mean, looking at their um, organization, looking at what happened to Winx Gaming, uh, it's pretty fair to say they are a mess.
0: Yeah, well, the resport scene is definitely something that needs some arrangement, I guess. But I I don't know. I I feel like that's going to resolve itself with time. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Mm Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that we mentioned that Wolf hasn't really responded to? I guess not really. Uh, I I mean yeah, I the would... biggest
1: issues were crowdfunding, majors, mm-hmm. minors and uh, actually third party organized tournaments which mm-hmm. they handled with minors and majors now.
0: Yeah, the crowdfunding was replaced by their doubling of the minimal price yeah, pool. Yeah. And uh, workshop artists just seem to be left alone in the dust, which is kind of sad because they were a big part of the community and they sped up the process yeah, of they, they adding. Still,
1: they still are. Mm-hmm. same with the custom games. I don't see Valve really uh, supporting custom games at all. I, I guess you can count them into the workshop artists. Just not items, but games.
0: Yeah, I got that. Though, uh, custom games are always tricky. Yeah, though- you don't want people to deviate from your product yeah. uh, to play other games, but I mean that's how Dota came to be, <laughs> yeah. essentially from Warcraft Three, like.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a community-driven game, uh, mm-hmm. so I think they should continue supporting the community that brought this game uh, to where it's now. I mean, twenty-three or is is it four already million dollars uh, in a in prize pool money that's breaking all the records in esports history. Yeah, that's by a long shot. Like that's pretty absurd.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's really cool. Yeah, to 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 see if you check out the the most paid esports players, uh, like Dota players, just keep climbing up and pushing everyone below. Every international new five players are added if a new team wins, of course, and they they become the top five. uh,
1: First twenty five spots of uh, highest overall, overall earnings are all dota players then it's faker that famous league of legends player mm-hmm. then again it's, league is pretty big then it then again it's like 10 spots of dota <laughs> league of legends five spots of dota two league of legends then again 20 spots of dota like the top 100 list is more than 50 percent dota i think
0: yeah and it's just gonna be more overtaken by dota players yeah with yeah. each international new players are added so yeah. Okay so have you heard about the visa situation with Bulldog oh, and
1: yeah. I mean that <laughs> that's an amazing situation I mean I mean it's a shitty situation but it turned out amazing considering he's in Dubai now
0: <laughs> Yeah that like the end result is really kind of disconnected from the issues Yeah well, basically for for the people that don't know uh Bulldog I, I believe he had a player visa or uh, to, to go to the international Yeah but He's a caster or he kinda, employed.
1: He kind of made a mistake of, of saying to the customs that he's uh, he's there to work on the TI.
0: Yeah, on, uh, by specifying. I mean, it's not his his mistake. Yeah, He was just telling the truth. But the, the issue was that he, his visa didn't match that information. So basically, he couldn't get into the US. And that, uh, that happens from time to time uh, with esports. It's just not that simple to... Uh, organize so many visas for all esports players that are going to be on the inter- in the international yeah
1: i mean Valve we even say said in an interview they are working hard every year to get players to the to the international mm-hmm. and it's i i can I, I actually completely trust them here i believe they are working their best to get the players there it's just too damn hard right now especially with all the drama uh about entering the u.s right now
0: yeah yeah it's getting progressively more difficult to even enter the u.s so <laughs> i'm not
1: sure though i haven't followed the uh the american politics for a while now
0: okay uh so you said you really liked uh this uh explanation of what happened
1: yeah i mean it's not an explanation of what happened Ceydin yeah a great explanation of of uh on how visas work mm-hmm. I'll I'll link the video down in the description. Um, I haven't had the time to watch her whole video. I just skipped over the
0: uh, to the main points, right? Yeah,
1: over over the main points to get a grasp of it. And I can understand uh, how how that happened to Bulldog, but it's it's kind of a mistake on both sides. Valve being bad with communication, which we know they always are. And Bulldog, Bulldog being too honest, Bulldog being the good guy.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he ended up in Dubai, so how bad can it be?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> the picture looked photoshopped to me for some reason because Dubai is such an uh, such an unreal background. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks so fake, it looks plastic, and I was like, ah, oh, nah, they're not there. Then I asked his manager this morning, Hey, Henry, is uh, is Bulldog really on TI? On oh, God
0: damn. In Dubai, yeah.
1: In Dubai, <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just sort of went, "Fuck it, I'm going to Dubai."
0: <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Yeah, though. yeah. I'm glad he he's able to do that. I want to like, go to Dubai. Yeah, you should. Why? <laughs> you want to? I mean, isn't that reason enough?
1: Yeah. Um. Also. Wh- Something interesting that happened earlier uh this month was Cloud Nine picking up Team NP. Mm-hmm. Famous uh famous second place team. Yeah. So I kinda knew about that. Uh two months months in advance. Actually two months in advance there were two organizations who were interested in uh picking up
0: must be nice to be a connected. Dota,
1: a Dota team. <laughs> and <laughs> Um I'm glad Cloud9 uh NP went with Cloud9. Mm-hmm. Uh just because of the memes, nothing else. Yeah. Nothing I can else. respect that completely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like the CEO is just meme-tastic, so. I mean
1: the the CEO is a is a cool guy. Cloud9 mm-hmm. is a is a very professional organization unlike many others unfortunately. So I'm glad they they got picked up by someone who can actually manage them. Uh, and not some random org that that is just a placeholder, nothing else in my opinion yeah it's i don't want to name anyone right now, but <clears throat> i I probably am going to in the future if enough people piss me off
0: <laughs> that's not a nice threat but, uh <laughs> well, you know there's always this question that uh I think viewers and pretty much. Well, Dota players uh, think of as why why aren't there so many player run teams? I mean, from our from my, our point of view, we understand how much time goes into management, uh, yes. but it it's not really that obvious. So, no, w- would you care to expand on that?
1: No, basically, I mean, all all uh, viewers uh, have a certain point of view which is basically, this guy went on this tournament with his team, they won the tournament, they had a couple of posts on social media. Bravo! Well, they didn't see how tough it was to uh, work out the sponsorships for everything, work out the travel, work out the well, accommodation, <clears throat> I'd work say out that the paycheck, everything.
0: Actually, there's an issue with player-run teams quite often, where they're not open to sponsorships. I wouldn't and say
1: that's too often. I s- I've seen... Yeah, that. Well,
0: yeah I, I know what you mean. It's not a common thing, but it 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 sort of comes up more because they don't have the time to handle it. It's not that often yeah, a I case right they,
1: they, they try to get sponsorships first three months, they get lots of offers, but if they turn those down after three months or so they' are, they don't have the time to uh, approach anyone and they don't have the time to respond to anyone else, anyone approaching them. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the issue is, I, I, on average, I guess, three months is when they realize, okay, we need an organization to actually run us, to get us uh, into events, to get uh, us on interviews, to get us anything, really. Even, mm-hmm. even boot camp houses. Like, orga- try organizing a boot camp house. Try bringing all the players in. Try getting their visas. If you're a captain of a team that's trying to have practices, like, eight hours a day, uh, six or seven days a week... You're not gonna get that. You're mm-hmm. not go- I mean, you can have someone sending in for you, but you're the captain, so... Kinda pointless to practice without you uh, s- so much uh, time.
0: Yeah, usually the captain would be the one to run that kind of thing. And y- y- you have to consider, even just talking to sponsors will take hours of your time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh...
1: even organizing scrims against teams. They, <laughs> mm-hmm. have ma- they have team managers who do that. They don't have the time yeah. to organize scrims. I mean... Some do, but I'd say most just have a manager. Hey, want to play with our guys? Sure.
0: And that's, if you consider it, that's even just the basics. You need to be able to play against teams and play with your team to improve, right? But there's also so many aspects that you would need to take care of to make sure your team is doing the best they can. Like... Oftentimes, especially today, it's getting more and more popular to get uh, esports professionals to uh, start caring about their fitness because... Uh, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, have you seen Freakazoid in CSGO? Yeah. And God Pasha. damn. Oh my God. <laughs> Those guys have guns.
0: Yeah. Well, well it, it, it's it's really... I'm jealous. Like... I'm jealous. Don't show your arms. That's creepy. <laughs> god uh,
1: damn, dude. that's you can't uh.
0: <laughs> I, my bad i mean uh, b- but if you think about it like uh, physical fitness is genuinely important for mental health yeah. like f- for a brain and i
1: mean in the long <clears throat> run yes
0: yes uh, of course but it it also really helps you with keeping your arms healthy which can Give out pretty quickly, especially with issues like carpal tunnel and similar problems, especially if you're spending so much time at your PC, like even just stretching can help with that massively. So actually being fit helps a lot, but you also have to... To be fair,
1: a counterpoint. Mm -hmm. If you look at our sex god Dossia from Gambit, (laughs) you don't need to be physically fit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. But uh, that that's not really the only part that's Sorry, recently ones. becoming important, uh, at least that's recently becoming popular in esports. They, they're also hiring uh, PR teams and social media yeah. managers, which is obviously important. You want to grow the team's popularity. Yeah. And also psychologists to just handle the inner chemistry, drama, and problems players might have. Yeah. You know, it, it's easy to when you're one of the best people in the world and your team might not be, it's easy to get the full head and just talk down to them, be completely intolerable. And that's really not what you want if you want good team communication. Yeah. So a psychologist is actually surprisingly useful in that scenario.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't know um, straight up. I've never been to one, but I, I encourage everyone who thinks they sh- they have an actual issue, to go, Uh, the people I knew who went to a psychologist really had, uh, it really helped them. I think there's a stigma in our society uh, about that, about going to a psychologist to help you out.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's kind of interesting. Like uh, everyone thinks that all people go to psychiatrists and all people take uh, like antidepressants, but it's actually super rare for that to happen, especially people who need the most would usually avoid them because of a sense of pride. It almost feels like cheating to take them, yeah. and that's not a good way to think about it. If something can help you now, that's kind of a good idea, though. That this kind of yeah, this tangent. is the, this is
1: this kind of off the rails. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, we also had um, a recent uh, <laughs> another recent tweet by Cyborg Matt about yeah uh, uh,
0: three tweets uh, actually we're gonna probably post them up right now, yeah, so you can see them, yeah, yeah uh, you can I, read, I'm gonna them. read
1: them out um, A couple more points from this morning's meeting uh quote, we would like to move a lot quicker on new hero development. We feel like the meta overall is in great shape, but new heroes are an area that has not gone as quickly as we would like next up, uh end quote. Volvo also wants to focus on improving the new user experience, an area that they admit needs a lot of work right now. Now, those are...
0: <laughs> nice touch with Volvo, by yeah, the way.
1: Those are two good points. I mean, uh, I'm extremely happy about the hero development stuff. I am mm-hmm. ex- i can't begin to explain how excited I am for new heroes in Dota, just because we get them so rarely. And I, I like change. I like... S- huge and sudden change it's fun it's fun playing when it's chaotic and no one knows what the hell they're doing
0: yeah i i can i can attest to that yeah, like yeah that's when in, i
1: enjoy dota the most
0: definitely. in pretty much every game even from hearthstone to dota like yeah. it, when a big batch hits and no one knows what to do that's when you can be the most engaged in finding your own ways to handle yeah, things Yeah, definitely. eventually everything kind of crystallizes and becomes mundane and repetitive. And that's when that's when players can get really good at what's good. Yeah. But you can't really come up with new strategies often. You can sometimes. I mean there are people who are amazing innovators. Like it's I mean with Alliance in was it TA3. Yeah. They, they basically just took the whole tournament by storm. Yeah. By uh, applying a playstyle that fit them specifically and that was good in that mate, m- meta game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's not really common that you can do that. So
1: good old days where, when Navi was in finals.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like Navi, man. I really I like mean, Dendi. I, I like Dendi. That's pretty much. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's. Dendi is
1: such an amazing person. I, I would. I would love to drink a beer with him that's it <laughs> I, w- I just want to go t- on a beer with dandy that's do you I mean, mean vodka
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> <Da>. <laughs> no. if i uh, had to
1: pick a personality in dota that i would like to hang out with i i'm pretty sure it would be dandy mm-hmm. maybe sing sing too <laughs> <laughs> so he's too, uh, he's too busy masturbating though
0: yeah let, let, let's get back on the hero topic a bit. like uh, I, I've been thinking about this for a while now. Well, since I uh, since I saw the posts, yeah. which are pretty recent, so you might might have missed them. Yeah. But the I'm not really sure how they would balance the frequency at which heroes would be released. Well, uh, there there's a there's a few things that need balancing. First of all, uh, adding them to Captain's mode can only happen once they're actually balanced. Yeah. Uh, uh, secondly, you don't want to push the developers or the design team specifically to produce heroes too quickly, because they won't be able to come up with uh, a really original, uh, a really original design. Which uh, I've personally seen quite a few games for now. Like y- y- you can specifically see it in uh, Smite and. Uh, uh what was the game you were talking about battle right right yeah well battle right is a special case on its own because they they try to keep heroes balanced by keeping abilities all somewhat similar yeah and
1: the game game is fun for a day or two but gets boring after just because there's no uniqueness well i'd say you can play everything in a week
0: i i I can see I'd say it can be fun for a longer time if you're really into that yeah, very mean, similar just... little advantage competitive style, yeah, I mean, which, I... Is, which I feel is very similar to Doom uh, or Quake in a sense uh, because uh, everything in Quake Champions, everything's sort of similar, yeah. uh, but you still have the ability to improve. Which is for some people, but it's obviously not the model most people like. People like to play Monkey King and Techies and Invoker and Pudge. People want to play a hero that feels so different to what they already have yeah. that uh, there's nothing to compare it with in the game. Yeah. Like, you know, that that feeling of playing against Pudge when you hear his chains and you sh- Shit, your pants because you're terrified of it. You're just, oh my god, I'm gonna get hooked. No, that's that's something that doesn't come if a hero isn't specifically well designed and unique.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say uniqueness of heroes, champions, or whatever, uh, is one of the biggest issues in modern MOBAs I played a lot of them. Uh, for example, I took a break from Dota 1 just before Dota 2 released, so I played League of Legends some. Somewhere between 20, 209 to twenty twenty eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing I disliked there was uh, that Riot kind of forces uh, champion roles. You can't you can't like play an alchemist support if he's designed to be played as a carry and stuff like that. That that's something that really bothered me, especially as so many of. Or for example ad carries were had a specific role ha- had a specific skill set which was so similar to other ad carries same same goes with uh, mids same same goes with the whole setup actually they they they've had a solo tanky solo top uh, ability power I think mid then a tanky dps jungle and an ad carry <coughs> Ranged AD carry, because they don't have turn turn rates, so they can't can't have melee carries. And uh, support, hard support on bottom. And that setup, I think, still lasts today, I'm pretty sure. So, the lack of uniqueness and change in League of Legends is what most bothered me. I tried out Smite. And while I would say I enjoyed it more than League of Legends, I still didn't enjoy it nearly as close as Dota. Battlewright was a game for one week and that's it i felt like i played everything i mean i i still think it's a fun game if you want to want a quick team fight that lasts for 15 minutes but that's pretty much it
0: yeah that's a master race no (laughs) uh, i'm kidding like i actually played uh, lol and well, Heroes of the Storm, I really didn't like that much. I mean, it's it's fun to spam your abilities and be like, oh, yeah, you get a kill, but there's a disconnect between MOBAs and and Heroes of the Storm for me. Like every MOBA I've played.
1: Oh yeah, I played a game of Heroes of the Storm and then uninstalled the game. <laughs> I, 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 well, I it's like, not. I had like forty kills or something like that. It was disgusting. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this.
0: If if you're looking if you're looking to play a challenging MOBA. I wouldn't say Heroes of the Storm is exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, well, th- well I it think, can think, it can be challenging I though. I think
1: Dota and League of Legends are your go-to choices.
0: Mm-hmm. I I'd I agree there. Th-
1: no matter how ma- how much how much people want to bash League of Legends, it's still a much deeper game than other MOBAs mm-hmm. uh, except Dota, of course. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, uh, you know, I, takes, I personally it takes
1: a lot of knowledge to get it uh, I... going.
0: I personally liked both League and Smite quite a lot, <clears throat> and uh, while I preferred Dota at the time, I'm not sure that I would still. Uh, but uh, he, there's a, I, I feel like there's a really there's a place for all of those games, and which is obvious. I mean, there's so many people playing each of them, and it yeah. doesn't seem like those numbers are drastically going to change anytime soon. Yeah. All of them seem to be growing in popularity, which is kind of absurd. Yeah, like, <laughs> is there enough people in the world to support those numbers? Yeah, yeah, th- there are. But I mean, it's it's kind of fascinating how much the MOBA, uh, the MOBA genre grew over the, over the past 10 or so I mean, years. People, people want
1: games that require actual skill and knowledge mm-hmm. where, where you have to put in hundreds of hours just to understand the basics. That, that's, why, that's why I don't believe Overwatch is ever going to be an actual competitive eSport. It's not... It's not I, I'm, I'll try to compare Overwatch to Counter-Strike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, in Counter-Strike you have an extremely balanced game. Extremely balanced teams on a, on maps that would that were redesigned countless times over the past what 17, 18 years. So Counter Strike is insanely balanced and has a has an amazing replay value. It, it, you can't really get bored of it just just because the skill cap is so so goddamn high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I didn't get that feeling from Overwatch. I didn't get the nearly the same feeling from Overwatch.
0: I, I know what I mean, you mean. You, though. you have a,
1: you have an insanely high skill cap, but you get bored trying to get that.
0: Uh, yeah, that I, I don't feel the same about Overwatch. I honestly believe that the only issue I have with Overwatch is the downtime. Uh, when I die, I don't want to wait for 10, 10 seconds to respawn. And then I don't want to wait 15 more seconds to get back into the action because yeah. most characters, well, Tracer and... Uh, well, I, I guess Pharah. There There's actually soldier is really fast. Like many characters, crazy. many characters can get back into the action quite quickly. But well, I'm I'm a disgusting Hanzo main, so don't listen to my advice on this. But especially with characters like Hanzo and McCree, McCree can even roll, but he's super slow when getting back to the action, and that's just not what you want in a high, uh, fast-paced action game. Like if if Overwatch was a bit closer to Quake, I would absolutely adore that game. Because uh, while it isn't as balanced uh, as Counter-Strike, it's super diverse. And uh, considering... It's slow as... Well, the downtime is a problem. But uh, when you're in the middle of the uh, the action, you can actually play heroes like... uh, Well, I I guess Widow and Hanzo are really the best... uh, cases for this even though they're even the widow is useless unless you're surprisingly good with her and hanzo is just kind of gimmicky but he's actually kind of decent though it's a meme to hate on him uh i mean he's kind of shit and everyone who plays him should die including myself (laughs) but whatever uh (laughs) yeah i'm getting kind of depressed just thinking about myself being a hanzo main uh well it's kind of interesting to play a game where headshotting, for example, uh, Roadhog or Winston yeah. doesn't really kill them, and you do a lot of damage, and you can headshot them again and you might not kill them, though you probably will with Widow and uh, Hanzo if you charge the rifle enough with yeah. Widow. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's still possible to team wipe the opponents, which is so satisfying. Yeah. But it seems like Blizzard is, is consistent, uh, consistently patching out solo play. They want the game to be competitive and team-based, uh, which is all right. I mean, that's completely acceptable. But uh, cutting out the ability to win a uh, fight solo with uh, is kind of... It's kind of counterproductive to the user experience. You want to feel like a badass at times. You want to go in with Genji, use your ultimate and just slice through the enemy team. Each time you get a kill, your dash resets and you charge in the other way and slice again. It, it feels so exciting when you when you use a powerful ult and wipe the, the, the enemy team. Yeah. But they, they seem to be adding more and more abilities to just prevent that from being a possibility. Which kind of p- puts a puts the game uh, like below what I'd consider uh, its potential, like heavily. Actually, I, I would say that it's not even close to reaching its potential when it comes to FPSs. I think it's actually super polished. Of course, it's a Blizzard game, and it it has the it has the ability to become something that everyone will want to play, but it doesn't seem like it will.
1: I understand what you're saying, but I still think it's a casual game. I don't think it's an mm-hmm. eSport. I don't see it as an eSport and I, I don't think it's ever going to come close to being an eSport. I might be wrong and I hope I am because I want eSports to grow as much as possible. But I, to me, it's it's like seeing Clash of Clans as an eSport. Just...
0: <laughs> okay, I, I, I wouldn't agree there. I think that, there's so much skill in Overwatch, and it's really entertaining to watch good players play. Yeah, but I, I, I do believe I do believe that Blizzard made some pretty big mistakes with trying to promote sports. Oh
1: yeah, we're, we're we're gonna we should get into that uh, some other podcast probably mostly because Loot League is a topic in itself.
0: Yeah, like.
1: Yeah, uh, let's just leave that for, for
0: some other time. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I, I, I wanted one more thing to. Uh, I was to ask you one more thing about the heroes coming out sooner and more often, at least in Dota. Yeah,
1: I think uh, every six, six months should be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's exactly yeah. where I wanted to go with this. Like, yeah. uh, I'm thinking about it. There are games that release heroes bi weekly and monthly at times. Like, Smite can come out with three heroes in a month, which is. A bit too quick for a competitive game, yeah.
1: I don't think you can go competitive with that. You can't, you don't have time to balance it out, even with Mm -hmm. a god like Ice Frog balancing it. I I don't believe he would be able to handle like three hero releases a month and keep it balanced. I mean, he you can do that first off. Heroes are not going to be unique, that's it. Full, yeah, they're not going to be unique if you release three heroes a month,
0: unless they, yeah, uh, play
1: Dota is mm-hmm. full of hero suggestions. There is a crapton of unique ideas. So you can actually release unique heroes, but they're going to be un- unbalanced for quite a while. They're not going to be captain's mode material anytime yeah. soon. Uh
0: by that you mean think, they won't think, be picked or they won't be added to Captain's they mode? They won't because, be added. Yeah no, because no they're not balanced. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think um the minimum should be six months. I think that's enough time for Valve to actually balance stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they can slowly release them to captain's mode as they feel uh, they're balancing them. Mm. That should that should be enough time in my opinion at least. It might yeah. be, it might be more actually it might be one a, one once a year but if we know for sure that we're gonna get a hero every year the Right now, the progress is just too slow. We get a hero, then for two years, we don't get one. Then we get two heroes, then again. Yeah,
0: it's really inconsistent yeah. and kind of yeah. random chance. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, they're extremely unique. It's just that I love Chaos so much and new, new, big new patches. Uh, mm-hmm. That's basically when I play Dota the most. When a huge patch hits, a new hero comes. Everything in is absolute chaos. No one knows what the hell to do. That's when I had have, have had the most fun in Dota by a, by a margin, definitely. Yeah,
0: I think I'm mistaken when I say this. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that I'm mistaken, actually. But I feel like I'd personally enjoy it the most if Heroes came out every three or so months. I, I just want the chaos to persist.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: you know i i really i really mm, we should
1: copy some league of legends heroes i think we have a right to do like like which they they have some unique champions i mean i'd say i dislike most of them at least least i would dislike them in dota Mm -hmm. but uh oriana is pretty unique basically it's a champion that has a ball on its own she she throws some sort of a ball somewhere And her abilities are connected to the ball and where she left it. It's a pretty unique hero. Um, I'd say Lee Sin is unique. He would be unique if they didn't have other tanky DPS jumpers. But I like him because he's just a left-right. He's like a tanky puck, sort of.
0: Yeah, we don't really have one of those. Like, I feel like... uh, Uh, We
1: don't have... uh, Tanky gap closers. I mean, I in, feel like Tusk was theory. that before, but yeah,
0: he yeah. he's he's kind of fallen into a support role almost. He I, I would really enjoy Tusk to be a carry, but it's not really. I
1: I, I don't know. I think I enjoy Tusk the most when I roam.
0: I, I guess Huskar is a gap closer.
1: I like I like action for, yeah, but you need a gap closer in uh, basic abilities, not as an ultimate. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: The, I mean, the ult is really low yeah, cooldown.
1: Yeah, Hus- Hus- is uh, with an Aghanim Scepter, I think that's... that's yeah,
0: that's no cooldown, basically. Yeah. What is it, but six seconds ta- or I, something? I enjoy Huskar
1: the most when I roam, just because he feels like a hero. He's like He feels like a minute one hero. I should be in action right from the start. Yeah.
0: Four seconds with with Agnes and 12 without...
1: Yeah, that's a, I mean, four seconds... <laughs> he, he,
0: he's pretty weak, I guess. He's been nerfed consistently.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Um, we're gonna see later today... Or, wait, did the TI game start? We should probably end this and go watch that.
0: Make sure to check out LootLeague.com. It's a free site where you can predict eSports match winners, earn points, and win prizes. Good luck.